Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But in teaching, after I came to Tulsa here, moved here to Tulsa, in teaching on the radio, in teaching on faith, and teaching about the fact that with the heart, or the spirit, or the inner man, in other words, man believes. To, so to identify that inner man, you remember Paul said in 2 Corinthians, he said in the 5th chapter, and about the 16th, well, where was it? Anyway, no, the 4th chapter. He said, 16th verse, he said, uh, For which cause we faint not, but though the outward man is decaying, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. There's an inward man, there's an outward man. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan as he talks about live in the supernatural. You remember the Bible said there in Acts concerning Stephen when he was stoned, being full of the Holy Ghost, he saw the glory of God and saw Jesus standing on the right hand of the Father. Remember that? What does the glory look like? Read all through there. It looks like a cloud, glistening, white. I mean, that whole room lit up. It's like sun dazzling on snow. You've seen it. But it's thick, like a fog. I left my body. I went up to about where the top of the house should be. And my ascent stopped. Didn't see anybody. I'm in that glory. And I heard a man's voice. I believe it is Jesus. I heard a man's voice say, go back, go back, go back to the earth. You can't come yet. Your work on earth's not done. And I descended. I came down into the room for just a split second. I was there at the foot of the bed. I saw my body lying there on the bed. I saw my mother holding my hand in hers and stooped over it. And it seemed like I leaped from the foot of the bed into my body. When I got inside my body, then I could contact this world. And so I said, Mama, I'm not going to die now. She meant, I, she thought I meant I'm not going to die now this minute. I meant I'm not going to die now. I'm going to live and do the work of God. Now, that was such a sacred experience. Some things, dear friends, are too sacred to talk about. Are you listening to me? That was a sacred experience. I never said a word to a soul for 25 years. But in teaching, after I came to Tulsa here, moved here to Tulsa, in teaching on the radio, in teaching on faith, and teaching about the fact that with the heart, or the spirit, or the inner man, in other words, man believes. To, so to identify that inner man, you remember Paul said in Second Corinthians, he said in the fifth chapter, and about the 16th, well, where was it? Anyway, no, the fourth chapter. He said, 16th verse, he said, for which cause we faint not, but though the outward man is decaying, Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. There's an inward man, there's an outward man. Amen? You don't believe God with the outward man, with the physical senses. You believe God with the inward man. And so the Lord said to me, tell that, refer to that. After 25 years, refer to that. Tell that in explaining about the inward man and what it means to believe with that inward man. And so I began to tell it. Now my mother heard me on the radio. And so we were visiting again there in Dallas at Garland. 
Uh, Mama's about close to 80 now. Mama said, son, I, did, I heard you. And she began to talk about it. I said, yes. She said, I, I didn't know that. I said, Mama, it's too sacred to talk about. Just too sacred to talk about. But the Lord said, go ahead and tell it. She said, well, now the way you tell it, it, it sounds like it might have happened just in a few seconds. I said, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe 10 seconds. She said, let me tell you from my mama, me and granny, as we call her, standpoint. She said, Pat, come running back there and said, Mama, Mama, Granny, Granny, Ken's a dying. He wants to tell you goodbye. Well, Mama said, I was closer to the door than her mama, my granny. And so said, I ran out of the kitchen, up the hallway, into the dining room, and then started into your bedroom, but I couldn't get in. Now, the door is open, but I couldn't get in. I recognized the presence of God. She said, I, I backed up to the table, dining room table, and actually leaned on it to keep him falling. But said, Mama came, my grandmother came right behind me, didn't look, she hit that open door and bounced off of it like it's a rubber ball, giant rubber ball. She backed up halfway of the dining room, Mama said, took another room, did the same thing. She backed all the way across the dining room to the back across, and, and the third time. And then Mama said she stopped and she said, why, Lily? The room's filled with a cloud, white cloud. I can't see Ken. I can't see the bed. I can't see the chest of drawers. I can't see, the, it's, it's filled with a cloud. And said she hung on to the door facing to keep him falling. And it was 10 minutes before we could get in the room. We couldn't get in till that cloud lifted. Back in the Old Testament, don't you remember? Word of God talks about the glory of the Lord and then the cloud had called it filled the temple and the priest couldn't enter in to minister. Remember that? More than once. And she said it was 10 minutes before we could get in. And she said, I just stood back there at the table and prayed and finally, Mama said, said, said she couldn't move. She just kept hanging on to the door facing. But she said, the cloud's gone. The cloud's gone. And Mama said, I rushed into the room, rushed up to your bed, took your hand, and about that time, you said, Mama, I'm not going to die now. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's go back. Now, now here's what I'm telling you. Some things are so sacred and so special that you can't talk about them. Some things you don't need to talk about. Uh, I want you to understand that. And so... The Lord, back, back to the vision now, 1950, September the 2nd, the Lord said, Thou art worthy to look upon my face. Pointed his finger to me, said, I called you before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. My angels have watched over you and cared for you until this present day. Then he said something to me that I knew nothing about. He said, even as I appeared to your mother before, she was, before you were born and told her, fear not, the baby shall be born. Now that was Saturday night. We closed the meeting out the next night, Sunday night. And then my mother had come to spend a few days with us. And you can ask my wife, she sat right there. I said to my mother, the Lord appeared to me in a vision Saturday night. 
And when I got down to the place where I said, he said, even as I spoke to your mother before you were born, and told her, fear not, the child shall be born. She jumped, you can ask my wife, she jumped like you'd stuck her with a pin. She said, what did he say? Did he say, what to name you? What did he say? I said, and then she went on to tell me, you know, I was born prematurely. I, I weighed about two pounds, a little less without any clothes on, without a diaper and a dress. Babies, you know, have a difficult time living even today when incubated, had none then. In fact, when I was born, my grandmother told me that Dr. Irvin, doctors made house call, Dr. J.C. Irvin, my middle name, named after him that when I was born, my grandmother said, there's no sign of life about you. She said, you weren't any bigger than a big rat. She said, you didn't look human. Your face wasn't filled out. She said, there's no sign of life. The doctor laid on the foot of the bed and said, Miss Drake, he's dead. My grandmother said to me, 40 minutes later, Dr. Irvin said, I'll go back to the office and get some get some supplies and come back. And he spent the whole day there to try to keep mom alive. Forty minutes after I was born, no sign of life, forty minutes afterwards, he picked, my grandmother said, Dr. Irvin picked me up again and said, Miss Drake, he's so undeveloped and immature. If I was you, I'd just go out the back of the garden, dig a hole and put him in it. Well, he went back to the office. My grandmother said, Mama seemed to be resting. And so she said, I picked you up. I couldn't detect a sign of life about you. I uh, started out to the garden. August had a garden. Stopped by the smokehouse. You have to explain that to the young folks. They don't know what a smokehouse is. But a smokehouse is a house where they'd smoke meat, one thing, and then they'd use it for storage. And she said, I picked up a shovel and started to the back of the garden. And I detected a spark of life, a spark of life about you. I went back in to home then and, and washed you and cleansed you, put a diaper on you and a dress on you that swallowed you and weighed you and weighed just a shade over two pounds. Just a shade, just barely really two pounds. And then she went on to tell me, you never nursed the breast or nursed a bottle in your life. You, you, we tried to give you a bottle, you'd, you'd turn black, blue all over. I had to feed you one drop at a time, out of a, like an eyedropper, but very tedious. Take a long time. But he said, my angel, they started to bury me out there, and that angel evidently touched me, and I must have jumped. Amen. But mama said, mama said, well, your daddy had been gone. He finally, now six years old, left and never did come back. He had been gone. We had nothing to eat. And I was carrying you and sick. In fact, they thought she had typhoid fever to begin with. And so she said, I finally said, well, I'll just, because she'd said, well, if I make my bed hard, I'll lie on it. And she did. I, I'll just, just swallow my pride and go, go home for help. Only live two blocks. And I started down East Stanford Street. And Mama said, I got there where Aunt Mary's house was. And still is at the time she's talking. And she said, you know, there's not a tree in the yard. 
There's not a tree anywhere. I'm walking right down the middle of the, just, just, just a black dirt street at that time, uh, 1917. I'm walking down the middle of the street. I heard this sound like wind blowing through leaves. I looked around. There's no trees. I looked up in the sky, and I saw this white cloud, and it came down and stood in front of me. And Jesus stood on that cloud, and he said, Fear not, the baby shall be born, and thou shalt call his name. Mama said, what did he say? What did he say? You asked my wife. She jumped like he'd struck said, What did he say to call you? I said, he said, call his name John. For as John the Baptist was a forerunner of his first coming, he'll be a forerunner to his second coming. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, honey, we have a great offer this month. It's your uh, dad's DVD on living in the supernatural or living the supernatural and your book, God's Greater Glory. You know, we, we're offering those for 29 95. That's right. And, and that, actually, the retail on it is forty-one ninety, so that's about eleven ninety-five saving, almost twelve dollars. That's right. So hey, and you know your book, it says bringing revival to this generation, and right. I'll tell you what, we need to bring revival to this generation, don't we? That's it's right. Awesome. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, Live in the Supernatural, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagan.